Story number one today is a Christmas story, kind of. I had an experience while in Switzerland with a buddy of mine from the US Army. We wanted to attend Midnight Mass, and being Catholic, I told him it started at 11pm and is over by midnight, but he disagreed. It starts at midnight. That's why it's called Midnight Mass. So at around 11.45, we arrived at the church. Just in time to see everyone leave. I told you. Since we missed Mass, we decided to explore the old church grounds. And noticed an adjoining graveyard. Let's take a look. As we walked around, we noticed there were candles on every grave. We assumed they were put there by the people who attended the Mass. We came upon a grave that didn't have a candle, so I respectfully knelt and asked the occupant of a nearby gravesite if I could take one of his candles because it was Christmas and his neighbour didn't have a candle. I blew out the candle then moved it over to the other grave. My friend, Leonard, said, Wait a second. I'll get a photo of you lighting it. I took out my lighter, and the second, I touched the flame to the wick. <gasps> a tree branch had fallen. It shouldn't have, but for some reason, it freaked us both out. And when Leonard suggested we leave, I didn't argue with him. We soon forgot about it, though, and the rest of our vacation went without incident. It was about a week later, and we were back at the base in Germany. Leonard came up to me and said, Remember the photos we took over in Switzerland? Sure, let me see them. It was back in the day before digital cameras, when you had to take the film somewhere to be developed. What happened to them? From the roll of 36 pictures, only one turned out. The first 16 and the last 19 were just black. However, photo number 17 was fine. It was the picture of me lighting the candle on the grave. I don't know if it was paranormal, but it was definitely creepy. 
our next one is titled The Entity. In 2007, I moved into an apartment in Daytona, Florida. It was about two months after I moved in, and I was watching TV and started noticing quick reflections of something on the screen. I turned around a couple of times, expecting to see someone behind me, but there was nothing there. It was a little later, and I was taking a shower. My hair was lathered with shampoo, and I had my eyes closed, so I didn't see what it was that opened the shower curtain. I washed off the shampoo as quickly as I could, then opened my eyes. There was no one there, but I was terrified. I think it was the first time I experienced true fear. After that, I started having nightmares, terrible dreams, on a nightly basis. So I eventually went to see my grandfather, who is a pastor. He suggested I play some gospel music in the apartment, so I downloaded some. The very first time I played the music, there was a sound. I grabbed my keys and left. I didn't even look in the direction the growl came from. After that, I dreaded to be alone in my apartment. So I started visiting my friends, or having friends over, a lot. One night, my friend Ashley was visiting and at some point, she went to the bathroom. About a minute later, she came running out, saying, There's something in there. She wouldn't elaborate other than, It was a monster. Then she left. The last occurrence was the worst. I was woken one night at around 4am. Mom? Oh, thank God. I just had a dream that something terrible happened to you. It was so vivid. I had to call. My mother had no knowledge of what was happening in the apartment. I finished talking to my mum. Then, I got up to use the bathroom. 
And that's when I saw it. A huge black creature standing at the end of the hallway with its back to me. It seemed to be hunched over because it was too tall to stand up. And it looked like it had wings. Wings like a bat. I made an involuntary sound. It hurt me. It turned its head to listen, then looked down the hallway towards me. Then, as if that wasn't bad enough, another identical creature emerged from the living room. Then, they both vanished. The next morning, I broke my lease, and I never spent another night there. I'm sorry, I can't offer you any kind of explanation. I don't know why it happened to me, and to be honest, I really don't want to speculate. I'm just happy to be out of there. This is one of those hard-to-categorise stories. It's called The Caller. I remember this with clarity because of how baffled and terrified I was over the whole situation. I was 11 years old and home alone one day during spring break. I was in the kitchen, getting a snack. Hello? Hello? I thought it was a little strange. But I didn't think too much of it. Then I went back to what I was doing. Hello? I was starting to get a little concerned. And then... Can you hear me? 12, 2, 8, 9. Then, the TV in the living room had turned on and was just playing static. I ran into the living room and switched it off but I could still hear it. Then, as I walked down the hallway 
I realised what was happening. The TVs in my room and my parents' room were also turned on. And also blaring static. After I turned them off, I felt I needed to get out. So I went outside, grabbed my bike and took off. As I rode around the neighbourhood, I tried, but couldn't come up with any explanation for it. I stayed out until I knew my mum would be back. Then I went home. The first thing I did was check the TV in the living room. It was working fine. Later on, there was a moment of tension when the phone rang. Oh, hey. It was just my aunt. I still have no idea what it was or why it happened. Story number four is titled House Sitting. I was staying at my friend's house, looking after his dog while he was out of town for a couple of days. It was a big, old house, and he'd suggested it was haunted, but I laughed it off, thinking surely he was joking. My first night there, I slept well, and in the morning, I went downstairs for breakfast. As I came down the stairs, I could hear voices, very clear voices, coming from the living room. I thought I must have left the TV on and headed to the living room. As soon as I entered the room, the voices stopped. And I found the TV was off. I froze. The house was now deathly silent. I eventually shook the feeling off, had some breakfast, then a shower. Midway through the shower, the bathroom door slowly opened. Ah! 
I know I had closed it securely with a click. I stood there in a silent panic, genuinely expecting to see someone in the doorway. But no, there was no one. I got dressed, then went back into the living room and switched on the TV. The silence was too much. A couple of minutes later, the normally very placid dog came in and started growling at the corner of the room. I'll admit, I was scared. Then, the dog stopped barking. Like whatever was upsetting her had gone, and she trotted out of the room, leaving me alone. I went back upstairs to where I'd left my phone. I wanted to call my friend, but he didn't pick up. Then, as I sat on the bed, a sound caught my attention. It was the methodical thud, creak of footsteps on the old wooden staircase. I couldn't move, and my palms started sweating. Footsteps got louder and closer. So clear, I could trace exactly where they were on the staircase. They finally reached the landing, then turned and started toward the open door of my room. The waiting was excruciating. They made it to my door and stopped. There was no one there and again it was silent. I'd had enough. I got out of the house and took the dog to stay at my place until my friend got back the following day. When I told him what happened, he laughed and told me I must have imagined it as the ghost is friendly and never does anything scary. Maybe it just didn't like me. Two short stories now. The first is called He's Here. <laughs> I'm not that interested in the paranormal, 
and I've never dabbled in the occult. But something happened recently that left me feeling spooked. My partner told me that earlier this week, I sat up in bed, still asleep, and said, He's here. I wasn't too concerned about this, as I've been known to talk in my sleep before. But then, two nights ago, I woke to the sound of scratching on the wall behind my head. Then I heard a male voice whisper, She's here. The hair on the back of my neck stood up, and I looked over to my partner to see if he was still asleep. But he wasn't. He looked at me and said, I heard it too. I could have explained the scratching as maybe mice in the wall, but that it was followed by a voice that two people heard has left us feeling very nervous. I lived with my girlfriend, and for a while, we worked different hours. So every day, during her lunch break, she would call me at home. One day, as usual, the phone rang. The caller ID showing her cell number. Hey. Hello. She sounded weird, depressed maybe, emotionless, just weird. I asked her, What's wrong? I'm fine. You sure? It doesn't sound like you're fine. I said I'm fine. Later on, she came home and said, Sorry I didn't call today. I forgot my phone. What? I followed her into our bedroom and laying on the floor on her side of the bed was her cell phone, still plugged in to the charger. I didn't tell her what happened that day. If she knew there was an entity in our house, she would have insisted that we move. And if it ever happens again, I'll be the first to suggest it. We have one more, a cautionary tale about messing with the supernatural. I'll see you next week. Oh. Have a Merry Christmas. I grew up with my sister, brother and mother in Ontario, Canada. My mother would hold seances, could absorb images from jewellery 
and she could predict the sex of unborn babies. During a seance, an entity attempted to take over my mother's body. After that, she stopped doing anything supernatural. It scared her so much, we moved 900 miles away to Saskatchewan. But then, my older sister began to dabble in the dark arts. She would sit in her room for hours, practicing and conjuring, and it eventually led to my most horrific experience. It was one night in the 70s. I was in my room listening to the radio. It's down to number 21 this week on American Top 40. It's titled, Feel Like Making Love. And, of course, it's sung by Roberta Flack. Strolling in the park, watching winter turn to spring. I started hearing what sounded like a lot of people talking at once. I looked out my window, but there was no one outside. The voices became clearer and closer to me, like they were in my room. Be with us. Come with me. Come with me. Want you to come with us. Then I could see where the voices emanated from. A swirling black mass in the center of my room. It felt like pure evil and it wanted me. Come with me. You are mine. Be with us. Be come with, us. with me. We want you to come with us. Come. I was stricken with fear and I knew I had to get out of my room. I ran out onto the landing and the voices changed. They became one raspy growl that kept repeating, You're mine. You belong with me. You will be mine. I reached the landing next to the staircase. I knew if I could make it to my mother's room, I'd be okay. She could make it stop. Then, my brother came out of his room with the same crazed look in his eyes that were probably in mine. He could hear it too. We made it to my mum's bedroom. But she was asleep. Mom, wake up. Please. We shook her. Screamed at her. But she wouldn't wake up. Then my brother slapped her and she finally woke up. And the second she opened her eyes, everything stopped. We never knew if it was the entity from the seance or if it was something my sister brought forth. 
But after that, my mum became religious in order to keep us safe. I know it was a long time ago, but being chased by evil is not something you'll ever forget. <laughs>